This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Hachi, you might want to ask the first one. Luke Batika via email. The silence from the AFMA and its president on the sexist, racist and homophobic attitude of one of its members has been disappointing. Is the AFLMA or the AFMA working on improving the attitudes of its members to make it a safe environment for women, LGBTIQA and people of colour? Luke, uh, there's sol- there hasn't been silence from the individual on it. There, there has been, obviously, from the, the group perspective, but I don't recall ever a statement put out by that body, of which I'm part of now, obviously, um, ever. And I don't think it's the place for that body to do so. We might be discussing this in a different context at some stage. Wouldn't have been a bad place to start. Well, it would have been a horrible place to start, Hachi, because the initial starting point was to protect the journalist. And there was as much pressure um, early in in that particular day in question to put out a statement on behalf of Tom Morris for the treatment that he'd received from Luke Beveridge. And that was the initial people trying to get the AFMA involved in it. Oh, really? Absolutely. I saw the reference from, uh, I think it was Robbo's column. Ah, yeah. And... Because he really needed the reference out, didn't he? Apart from you know having a a reason to to mention me, he, he wouldn't care about what the position oh, was. I thought it was a relevant did you? reference. Well, okay, so let's let's role play that. I mean, to look look your questions. At, look, I got no problem with the question, but just role play the question. So, by midday, we could have, if if we were a body that put out statements, have condemned Luke Beveridge and supported Tom Morris to the hilt, which at that point of the day would have been the sort of thing a body like us would have done if we made statements. We don't. By five o'clock, where was that statement going to look and, and what we would we have had to have done then? So that, that's just – I think that is this perfect scenario. And do we then comment on, on when organisations like The Age make public and concessional apologies to organisations that relate to stories that have won awards? I mean, do we get involved in that? Look, what I'll say about this, Luke – Every single journalist, myself, Hachi included, um, we're the voices on this podcast, and we have both commented and condemned the comments made by by Tom Morris. His own organisation, within hours of finding about the videos and, and audio, stood him down and then sacked him. There, there, there is a price to pay for the behaviour that was shown. And every single individual media person and every single media outlet can make these strong statements and and. Do I feel? There's a, there's and there's a long way to go. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of questions about Tom Simon from on email. What is the future now for Tom Morris? Would you employ him down the track, or does he have a life sentence? Simon, I, I think I would reference my comments on the main body of the sounding board. Other than to say, I think it's in his interest to go and take a break, reflect, do other things, uh, seek a bit of redemption for himself and with himself. I don't think anything's a life sentence. Yeah. And I wouldn't speak specifically about our business and Tom because that would be inappropriate. But I would say, generally speaking, that I hope he emerges from this better, stronger, more knowledgeable, actually helps advocate, educate. His story can be a warning to others and a coaching method to others. And at the appropriate stage, and clearly that's a fair way down the track, that he re-emerges in media a, a different operator. Yep. Uh, and I think he needs to, to find a, a sense of comfort and contrition from those colleagues who really trusted him at Fox and their wonderful team of women who would feel very betrayed and let down by him. Yep. 
And Simon, and, and to Justin, and another Simon, to Joel, to Brendan, um, there's so many questions about this issue. We, we did discuss it at reasonable le- long length, and I hope we hit off all the points, but we do refer back to the the main body of the sounding board. Uh, Joel on Twitter, Hachi, um, heard something I said on the Friday Rub about leaks. Um, I think the Tom Morris audio was maliciously leaked. It was from the... BBL, so someone must have been holding on to it and waiting. Joel, we again discussed that particular aspect on the sounding board. I'll raise your question outside of the the, the mass question reference back to the, the main body. Um, actually, just on leaks, we've, t- we've discussed leaks and leakers on this show, I won't say regularly, but, but often. I've never found someone to be inside an organisation, and maybe I haven't met the right people in terms of what information you need to get as a journalist, but I don't think there's too much malice attached to, to leaks. So the leaks that I've been fortunate to get over the journey have been, I'd say, inadvertent leaks. I mean, that might be one removed from someone who's told people something. I, I, you rarely get someone picking up the phone saying, hey, well, I'm going to bring this organisation down because I hate it and I work for it. I'd go a step further. I think often... No one knows a club like the club they're playing. They're, the club intellect on the opposition. I could make a genuine case that someone at Melbourne or near Melbourne was the source of either Gardner, Hunter or both. Opposition yeah. clubs are so drilled into what's happening in the opposition. Or, or even even closer to home, family members and friends who, yeah. who are cut in on those decisions and don't think they're doing the wrong thing by telling someone who ultimately passes it on. Is it? Yeah. I mean, you've, you've broken more stories than anyone in this town no, I, put I think together. It, often the opposition... If you want to know what's going on at Richmond in around one or in Carlton and vice versa, they just they got they got their own networks and they do their own work and yep. there's no harm in them sharing it because they're they're up against it. Just going just going through these questions, there are a mountain of questions relating to this issue. Back to oh, we'll refer you back to the main body there. We we did discuss it for at least twenty minutes. Uh, Richard Knight wants to know if I still call clubs prior to a story being published, as Bevo suggested in his outburst, was the way journalists should act. Richard, it's a great question, I think, from the public because I think there's an expectation in the public's eyes that that's that's what happened, and that's what I was taught to do going way back. And still, to me, that was the best way to present a story. But you had the luxury of time. You also had the luxury, I think, of a, of a different generation where football clubs didn't have their own media platform. So you did that. No, I don't do that now. Again, the most recent story I published, I did give a heads up to every single party to it, but I don't always now. And sometimes those decisions are based on past relationships and dealings with the club or individuals con- concerned who, who will dudge you if you do alert them. So it's just a horses for courses situation, Richard. It's unfortunate because it's not the way it was meant to be when journalism was once upon a time set up. Uh, JP on Twitter, Hutchie, can Fox Footy make a play and get Mitch Cleary out of Channel 7 to replace Tom? It's an interesting thought, isn't it? They probably haven't even for a minute cast their thoughts on – they'll be still grieving as a team. But, yeah, I think he'd be perfect there. A couple of questions about me and my negativity, Hutchie, and it's off in the back of what the I'll Sunday Footy Show did. Where are we? <laughs> go to go to Jay on, on Twitter. Yeah, I'll happily read that. Is the real reason Bill wasn't replaced in the Sunday footy shows because there's been an untapped comedic genius on the show all along? Damo's 1,000th negative comment gag was champagne comedy. They did stitch me up, but they did it in a very funny way yesterday, Hutchie, on the Sunday footy show, which was back without Bill, by the way. I didn't see it. Would have been strange without Bill. It was. It was. And, yeah. But, uh, no, Jay, uh, look, I probably am negative. I've probably no point me denying that, but I'm not as negative as I I think that sometimes the footy public thinks I am, Hutchie. But, anyway, it's uh, (laughs) a... I suppose I can't change it now, can no, I? No, you are. You're negative. Yeah, I am negative. I'm not going to say I'm not. Uh, 
how do the Murdoch platforms ensure their staff uphold editorial decisions? This is from Lee Eustace. To swing more conservative and or right wing, is it based on briefs provided the journos and that they simply need to fall into a line or is it more about promoting journos whose personal values do align into better and more prominent positions over those who may be more talented but are potentially more progressively minded? Well, Damo, you, you're a bit closer to this than me. Mm-hmm. Tell us your thoughts. I think Lee's asked a valid question, Hutchie, and it's probably best just to leave it there. I think what, what Lee's getting to is is in play at times, Sachi. I'm not certain that it's do this. It's a bit more it's implied. Implied, yeah. I it, think Lee's implying that. It's like this is the direction that. Uh, well, there's a view, this is what there's a view in some Rupert would like. There's a view in some parties. Yeah, <laughs> that you might. Or I was at a meeting with Rupert last week, and it's been suggested that we do this. I don't know if it's that. Oh, this is it. Yeah. Mario Scary on Facebook. I noticed on Monday's footy classified Kane and Matthew were dressed by a company, but it doesn't mention Hutchie. Who are you dressed by, Hutch? Uh, Claire Hazel Wright, my partner, Mario. Oh, but, really? <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, Sam and Co. You know, Sammy, of course, of, once upon a time of Sammy Soho fame, now doing bigger things at Sam and Co. Sammy Soho, yep. Sam and Co. Um, all right, Hutchie. Last question. Uh, for all Damo's complaints about Hutchie monetizing at any opportunity, it's worth noting that after. Just starting to listen to AFL occasionally, I've noticed that he is just as guilty with the ad breaks slotted into his podcast. Mm. Maybe it's time for me to cut Hutchie some slack. That's from JS via email. I'll be keeping on. And it actually the says for Hutchie to read. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yep. People, people don't miss anything anymore, no. do they? There you go. So uh, well done, JS, for being one of the uh, one of those who found AFL occasionally. And uh, one of those. You're in a minority if you haven't found it. I'll be looking for you in the next podcast rankings to and see a, where you are. And, un- and unlike. Unlike you, we don't need to rot the numbers, Hutchie. We'll be seeing you in the next uh, rankings. It'll be interesting. Podcast anyway, rankings that you sit on the board of and rot the... That was the, rot the sounding board. Rot the numbers. What petty stupidity from you. The sounding board, of <laughs> For course. drink wise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo for DrinkWise. Make sure you find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.